everybody to another episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. I'm your host, Theo Giesen, and today we're here on a Friday afternoon with Brett Clark. Just got off a half day of work. It was a rainy day, so we got sent home at lunchtime. God bless. And we're here in the living room to record a podcast. Everyone, it's good to be back again. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since we had Brett on, but it's always a pleasure. Yep. Uh, today we're kind of just going to go through a, a variety of topics here. You know, it's been a little over a week since the last episode, so um, I was going to try to record one with John, uh, but unfortunately it just didn't work out with scheduling and stuff like that, so I got some questions that I can ask you as well that I was going to ask to John. Um, John actually just moved back to Brazil, which kind of caught us off guard a little bit. Yeah, it's very, very surprising. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask him how that was going, but I'm sure we'll get an update uh, at a later at a later point in time. Yeah, I'm excited to listen to that one. Yeah, for sure. He said that on his plane ride back to Brazil, he caught up on the podcast. He listened to like eight episodes Damn, or something. Yeah. Shout out John. Yeah, shout out John. Let's go. He knew he was behind, but he caught up and dedicated listener. And That's how we want all of you guys to be. You yeah, know? <laughs> give us, you know what? We, st- we got the Instagram set up. I'll plug it up top maybe mm-hmm. so more people hear it. But we got Dungeon Master Pod at Instagram, at Instagram.com. <laughs> it is a website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, give us a follow on there, um, send us a DM if you have any questions and we can address them on the show or we'll send you a DM back, uh, or maybe we'll try to get a, a picture of something going for the, po- for the episode today and we'll throw something up there cause it's been a while. True. Uh, but yeah, we did get over, I don't know if we said this before, but we did get over a thousand total plays, which is awesome. Uh, so shout out to everyone from everywhere who's been <coughs> listening it's been a lot of fun to go from, you know, just sending the files to my friends on iMessage to then just uploading them so it didn't take up space on my computer to, like, having, like, a fairly consistent listening um, <coughs> audience. So it's been it's been a, it's been a cool ride. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize, like, because I never really listened to podcasts and stuff a whole lot previously. I didn't know, like, anyone could just, like just upload like podcasts on like the apple store yeah, or like whatever the services easy. yeah yeah pretty fire yeah i figured i think i figured out how to do it in one of my classes i just like what you know how you zone out on your laptop <clears throat> in class yeah definitely and so it was in like a philosophy class or something and i just it was an eight it was an eight thirty to like eleven thirty. it was a three hour oh, one which in the morning eh? it was on yeah it was on thursdays and I didn't have any classes on Friday, so it'd be like the last class of the week for right, me. Right. So it's like I can get up and then I'm yeah. into the weekend, and then right after that I would come back here and usually record a podcast on Thursday. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but yeah, we're here today to talk about um, some things that are going on in our campaign a little bit that I think apply potentially to a lot of campaigns, and we've touched on this a little bit, uh, but one of the things is character death. We've had that twice in the past, you know, four or five sessions, and you know what I mean? And that can really shake up what a party looks like. And it's kind of been <clears throat> puzzling me a little bit because I sometimes feel like we've lost touch of, you know, what we started with. And maybe it's just this weird amalgamation of things that, you know, we kind of threw together because of the because that was forced on us because right. of character death yeah and 
um, I was kind of thinking about it, and I thought, well, you know, in like in TV shows and stuff like that, there are characters that come and go. Oh, yeah. There, are, there are you know really important <clears throat> characters who die off, and it's really hard for the audience sometimes. But then you also get new characters that come on in season two or three or four, and you're a little bit hesitant hesitant at first because you're like. Sure. Well, like I, I you're missing I'm, what you had. Your yeah, exactly. Zone, right? the, it's like lost the the original people who crashed there. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, like when obviously you lost spoilers, but like when Charlie dies, you're like, damn, like, you know, he's just he's, not around anymore. Yeah. Or Anna Lucia, like basically when it, or uh, Mr. Echo. Yeah, yeah. That was a hard one. True, that one is hard. Jin. Um, yeah, Jin. Man, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the most recent one that's been really hard on me. <clears throat> yeah, dude, I love Jin. I know. But yeah. Uh, you get these new characters that come in, like Desmond. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's a good example. Yeah. Desmond's and a man. He is, he's one of my favorite characters. Actually, I'd say he is... Well, other than Sawyer. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Like, honestly, they're like they're definitely top three for me. Sawyer is definitely number one. Yeah. He's just like too clutch. I know. And he's just a bit of a... <laughs> kind of like a likable scumbag. Yeah, guess, exactly. You know? And you definitely have some D&D character. I think that's what a lot of people strive to be as a D&D yeah, character. Yeah, so A little bit like Sawyer. Yeah, very um, much. Yeah, that dude, the actor can pull it off. I don't know if it, all of us can maybe pull <laughs> no, it off. No, I don't think... <laughs> Yeah, and so. you have to roll the dice too. He usually, he I feel like that. he usually is rolling pretty he high. Is rolling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you get these new characters that come in that you come to enjoy, and I think that a D and D campaign can be like that, where the cast can change up a little bit, mm-hmm. and you can still roll with it, and things can event. You know, it, it will be weird. I guess we're in a little bit of a transitional <clears throat> phase. Right. But I think once you guys maybe get a little bit more of a, a back and forth going, uh, things will get a little bit better. For sure. <clears throat> I think it's just like, like, it's like if you like been working somewhere for a while, you're like really comfortable and you know it, right? Mm-hmm. So like, and then when you get like a new job, it's always like kind of like a little awkward and like you're worried and you're not like really like fully in it because you, like you're not really sure how to like do it or whatever. It's like I'd say it's a lot like that with a new character. Mm-hmm. So like we only done what like a couple sessions with uh, Tom. Yeah, with Tom, character. which is Dave's new character, and the thing about DMing and I guess with playing and getting into a new campaign in general is remembering characters' names. Yeah. You know, I can easily go, like, look at you and go Eggmole or mm-hmm. be talking to um, John and go Kaya. Yeah. But Mordar gets me a little bit with Nathan. I'm, Daz yeah, kind of, Daz true. rolls off the tongue a little bit yeah. better for me, especially after a while of doing that. And um, Karth was also one that I got familiar with for right. Dave. <clears throat> and I've, unfortunately, not really going to be using that one anymore. Yeah. But... Yeah, you have to get used to referring to people by a different name, and it can, you know, when you're running multiple campaigns, that can also get yeah. a little bit, a little bit messy. Definitely. Uh, I remember Nathan's character Leo was a little bit hard because it sounds a lot like my name, so yeah. it throws me off a little bit. Oh, true, that yeah. was getting you off guard. Eh? And Mitch made his D and D character in our original one named Theo, and that really threw me off. So I had to. I was just like, <laughs> I'm gonna call you. The octopus, which is like his yeah, full name. yeah, yeah. I was just like, I'm just gonna call you by your full name because it's really throwing me off. Yeah, true. I didn't think about that at all, actually. Yeah, especially because <clears throat> I talked about. The, I think maybe you were on this episode when I asked Nathan, like, if you have a common name, does it like 
when you hear that name, is it still like your attention gets called to it? Right. Or is it because it's a common name? Are you so used to hearing other people maybe around you get called that so you are mm. desensitized to it? See, I just don't, I don't know. Uh, I feel like my name is not super common. Yeah, right? that's true. So, like, I don't, like, hear it as much. Yeah. Out, but, like, when I hear it, like, when it's, like, there, we lived with a girl named Brett at one point, And whenever oh, really? they'd say that name, yeah, or, like, she lived in Chipman. Yeah. When I'd ever hear it, I'd, like, always be, like... Yeah, okay, you know? so, yeah. Yeah, like, it was hard sometimes. Yeah. Especially because we'd be, like, in the same room sometimes. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, there was one time when I was a camp counselor, and there was a kid who came, and his name was Theo as well. So that, and it was, you know, we only had a certain amount of people in the room. There's maybe five or six of us there. So mm-hmm. it was kind of, it was definitely confusing. Yeah, dude. One. So, um, but yeah, names can be a little bit tricky when you're meeting real people, but also with the D characters that you have to, sometimes I will just forget. And in order to be quick, I'll just refer to the actual person's yeah, name. Yeah. And I know, I think there's some people who are really like against you know, like, you have to be fully immersed. And, right, right. But I think if, just to keep the flow of things going, that's fine. Yeah. And, um, like, I think, like, if you're, like, really into it, like, you guys are really into it, if you, like, hear your real name, it doesn't, like, break the immersion. Yeah, me, You exactly. know, it's just, like, it gets my attention. But, yeah, like... That's the big thing as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, another thing that's been changing a lot in our campaign is the setting. Because we're, as we talked about in the last episode, or the episode before, we're in Frostville now, which is sort of a road, a circle with rotating uh, <coughs> demi planes, and so every session or two, which is super cool. By it is. Way. Oh, so you, so that's the consensus is that it's pretty. Cool. I think it's super cool. Okay, it's cool. Because my sort of question here is that, uh, is it, you know, um, changing the scenery often? Is that something that's interesting or? Is it better to really get settled into a place like how we were settled into the high school for, you know, maybe 10 sessions? Right. Or I know there are some uh, shows and stuff that will spend, you know, 10 or 12 or more, like maybe 20 episodes of like two or three hour sessions in one specific city or location mm. or general area. Mm. And so, you know, there are obviously benefits to both um but yeah, if you want to, as a player, if you wanted to speak on what we've been doing recently. Yeah, honestly, like, we were in, like, I caught, like, kind of, like, the end of when we were, like, at the school and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't in it for, like, a ton of sessions. Right. So, like, the Beastlands is probably the one, like, I know the best right. for, like, our settings. I think, like, keeping it one one thing could be super cool, like, for a long time, like, to, like, really explore a city and stuff. Like, you can kind of get, like, really into it and kind of, yeah. like, build it up. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like... So I really like that, but, like, this whole thing we're doing where, like, you get to, like, one plane, and then you, like, kind of have to do, like, these, like, our quests, basically, to progress, and eventually we move on to something else, and, like, this, like, scenery changes. I think it's kind of cool. Like, I I don't know if it's, like, something you could do, like, every time, but, like, fitting, like, setting a setting, and then, like, doing quick ones or whatever, changing ones could be, like, I think it's entertaining right now, definitely. Yeah, I would say even the Beastlands a little bit had that transitional aspect, because we went from the sort of marshlands at the bottom and then as you guys moved up you went into a sahara desert True. and then you went into i think it was more of like an open plains and sure. then it was a mountain and then yeah. it was a city so even yeah. within that setting there was so many different yeah uh, scenery changes mm-hmm. so i guess it is uh, you know you're not going to spend four sessions in one specific location maybe right, right. 
that could get a little bit, you know, I don't know. You people like to respond to you know flashy flashy things yeah. and like that catch your attention. Of course, definitely. So you know, doing <clears throat> one adventure that has seven different areas, and that you have to go to the next one, then go to the next one, and it's you know like those video games where you level up and you get items and you upgrade yeah. your things. It's always like yeah. people like to make things better and go to the next thing, <laughs> and they like to feel the, like achievements. I feel it's kind of like a dungeon, right? Going through, like, a dungeon right, right now, almost. Like, you know, you're, like, going to a new place, and then you got, like, a couple, like, big battles and stuff, and then you kind of have, like, that boss battle or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you move on to the next one. Right. It is kind of like going up through you're, levels. You're, yeah, you're moving up, like, the ladder. You know? Or, like, going across the Mario map or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to do that. Uh, excuse me. I honestly didn't know... Until we were done the Beastlands that we were going to go to Frostfell. And so I think you can, you know, these long-term story arcs that are interconnected can be improvised sort of at the last, not the, at the last minute. But yeah. you don't have to have the whole arc planned out when you start in right. session one. And I think that's maybe what intimidates a lot of people is right. that I don't have this huge story planned out. The story will usually find itself. Mm. I didn't have anything planned when we started this. It was just, you know, you guys are in high school right. and you guys will fool around and get into trouble by yourselves. Yeah, You'll yeah. find your own trouble. Yeah. And the We're trouble high school kids. And the trouble <laughs> that you found was is that you accidentally <clears throat> killed Nathan's character's brother and you know, you went he sort of got caught up in this devil deal where mm. he came back and was not very good. Yeah. <laughs> and so you guys are now the whole uh, this whole campaign is basically hooked on that event. Were you in that session when that happened? I wasn't. I really? don't think so. No. Okay. So yeah, Nathan wanted to do some sort of time thing where he could make him redo his death saves or something. But since he was only like a level two or three character, it was so such like weak and vulnerable magic that you know a devil was able to take advantage of that and sort of come uh, in and take over that re- uh, resurrection instead of his brother coming back it was a devil in right, that form right, so right. no dude i didn't i didn't know that you did oh really so well, that's like, i knew it. i knew it like i knew like the right but i didn't know like exactly what happened yeah right. so and then that has basically become the entire thing yeah. and there's been repercussions <clears throat> from other things there's been huge repercussions from when we did the deck of many things, which you were there for. I was for that one. Right. Yeah. That was a huge one because people died. Mm. And people died, but we sort of did some, a little bit of lean. I was a little bit lenient for and sure. allowed for some people to go in another person's place. Right. And eventually John gave up his dog. In the end, that was the exchange. And I was like, okay, giving up your familiar for another character, I will allow that. Now right. you don't have a... And then I did kind of give him familiar right after, but I mean, I, you know, I didn't, I also felt bad and it was pretty early on in the campaign, but now that you you guys are level seven or eight or whatever, Mm. the stakes are a little bit higher. Uh, The enemies that you're fighting for aren't going to be as forgiving. No, definitely. They're not just going to always knock you out and leave you to sort of just regain consciousness. And so... Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like sometimes with like early, if you're like early in a campaign, 
you might be lenient too because it's like like we just made these characters yeah or, and like I don't want someone to like die off like just yet because like at that low of a level you could just like you could just have bad rolls and like exactly. die or something like so like it, it's easier to be softer then but then when you get like higher level there's not really like the excuses anymore yeah like, exactly you know? and if you're rolling you know if it if there's a if it says 4d10 or something yeah you can easily roll like an eight, a nine, and like a seven, and a ten. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Or you can roll a bunch of really low ones, but that's such a huge difference than rolling three d six or four. You know, four d six. Yeah. That makes you know you can easily, and especially when characters like wizards and rogues don't really have that much HP when you're not really at, don't. You know, if you guys had someone who was a little bit... Like, Daz didn't have that much HP, and that's kind of why he got, you know, knocked down pretty quick, and so... He did, yeah. <laughs> he was the glass cannon. Exactly. Yeah. And so, when you have these monsters that can potentially do, you know, maybe 14 damage or 40 damage, depending how you roll, <clears throat> there can be a lot of variability in a oh, yeah. in a battle. So, it doesn't matter how much you plan out the challenge rating sometimes you're just going to roll a little bit higher. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I get, the way that we play, the way that we're set up, I don't really have a screen up, so I kind of just roll it, and you, like, look... Yeah. Not that it really matters. I don't I don't really fudge rolls. Yeah. So... No, I feel you. There, there are maybe some instances where if it's session one and you accidentally made an encounter a little bit too hard, maybe... Uh, knock down the HP that they have yeah. or um, if you do have a screen up maybe that's the time to say that it does a little bit less damage or something like that um, but I wouldn't say the time to do to fudge rolls is when your monsters aren't hitting and you want to make the battles harder um, because <clears throat> I don't know you can give your characters that win every once in a while where sure. they just club or something. Yeah. You don't need every fight to be super draining because that's not actually how every fight would go. You know what I mean? No, definitely. If we're trying to be a little bit realistic with it, then, you know, sometimes they get the upper hand and, you know, they're, if they're, you know, a group that has been going on for a while, they'll have that chemistry and they can kind of just quickly knock things off. Right. These encounter checks and stuff like that don't always have to be life or death. Yeah. Um, every, you know, we were doing, we had this website that we were going through. Let me pull it up here. Um, it was 20 oh, yeah. C encounters. So we were going through that and a lot of them, well, basically all of them weren't meant to take you out completely. Yeah. There was one that was kind of a little bit tricky that was supposed to kind of kill someone, honestly. It was like you gain an exhaustion level. Uh, yeah. Per night, while you spend awake, and I think if you gain like all of your exhaustion levels, you die. Probably, but, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that was a little <clears throat> bit. It that was a little bit harsh, and so, and the other thing was, is that was the encounter on a nat twenty, and you guys rolled two of them. Yeah. And you didn't roll a nat twenty throughout the entire session as well, like other than that, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of so. just like felt bad. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty. That's pretty brutal. Those, those encounters are cool though I like I mean like <clears throat> it's cool for DMs too that I don't really have like something planned they could just like like Google like like what you do with this website and just like run a couple of those and like mm -hmm. there's your session right yeah exactly 
Um, the other thing I wanted to say was that, um, honestly, you've been rolling pretty poorly for the past, I would want to say five sessions. Like, it's been yeah. noticeable for a while yeah. now. I, I just really don't have faith in your rolls. I know. I, and it always <laughs> comes through. I know, I know, dude. I... I miss, I roll a lot. Of, even if I hit, like, I used to, I, sometimes I'll roll really low damage. Yeah. Or, like, I'll just miss. My, honestly, my battling hasn't been the worst. Just, like, on random checks, I roll, like, shit. Yeah. Or saves. Yeah. it It's definitely been noticeable, though. And, you know, there are times when someone like Nathan will be rolling insanely well or... Uh, there was one session that you weren't there for, but I have rolled like five nat twenties for attacks or something yeah. or critic. The first one I did was a nat twenty, and I was critting on so many attacks. And John rolls pretty good too. John does roll pretty well, but then you know there are also times where you just can't do anything. Oh yeah, I know those times. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, do you feel like that has any uh, impact on the enjoyment of the game for you, or is it all just fun and? <clears throat> Um, I mean, I'd say it has some impact. Like, obviously, everyone always wants to be... You always want to be hitting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You want to be, like, contributing. So, like, when, you, when you're when you not hitting at all, it's like, you kind of feel like, fuck, I'm not, like, pulling yeah. my weight or whatever. But, yeah. like, it doesn't, like, make me, like... doesn't make me, like, pout or, like, get, like, salty. It's just like, yeah, fuck, exactly. okay, like, I missed again. Like, sorry, boys. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. Um... There are classes like wizards and sorcerers and stuff like that that are able to, you know, have more variety mm -hmm. and it's a little bit, it's more strategic. Yeah. You have to think about the battlefield, how many people are in a certain amount, a certain area, who's resistant to what kinds of uh, effects and stuff like that. And often magic spells will rely on the enemies doing saving throws. Right. So, you know, that the rolling it doesn't even rely on you a lot of the time it's it's the luck is out of your hands so definitely it's not even so in that instance it's not like you don't have bad rolls maybe like the dm is just rolling well so yeah that's a good point it is it it's a little bit disconnected but you might have the same bad luck where everyone is just saving all the time yeah um but often the dc if you're if you're a good spellcaster you can get up to like 18 or 19 Damn. and if it's if it's just a bunch of minions that you're casting a area of effect spell on mm -hmm. they're probably not going to save if, because they the dm would have to roll so high yeah all right so basically instant yeah and you know the area of effect can actually be a huge contribution because if the, you know there's four guys in an area and you <clears> do fourteen, you, like you roll like three six or f like whatever, you roll like yeah. fourteen damage. Well, you did it to four people, so oh, I did. That's like a that's a big yeah. That's a pretty solid chunk. Yeah, like, <clears throat> and you're doing that like every, like every turn or yeah, you like yeah. I mean, there are fighters who can put out a lot of damage maybe you do like a d12 and then you add four and maybe you hit a 12 so you get like 16 yeah. or something and that's pretty good but i mean the spell did that to four people basically so yeah no, that's really there good. is definitely is some to that but then they also don't have you know the constitution or often or the the ac or something like definitely. that so i think like as your levels go up to dms and stuff try to like 
space monsters out so they don't like get hit yeah. by like AOE and stuff. But you can like that's kind of like a cool part about the battle. Like you could force it, like try to like force them to get close enough to do AOE yeah. or whatever. What I what I think is uh, interesting is that whenever the DM uses spells or any sort of ability, like, if I was, like, okay, this monster is going to use action surge, you guys would be like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. But, like, you guys can use that shit all the time, and you have, like, healing potions, and, you know, if the enemy decides to heal, you guys are like, what? Like, how can that Yeah, even? true. It's not like a po- It's not like Pokemon where yeah, they just won't use potions. items or anything. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... And there are some really good spells, like, the problem when me and Dave and Nathan were doing our high-level campaign is that I would have to, the monsters I was using would have access to, like, 8th and ninth level spells. Damn. And using that sometimes would, if they didn't save, they basically would just, like, if they had Dead. under, power word kill is if you fail on the save... And you have un- I don't even know if there's a save. I'm pretty sure there's a save. We could look it up, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I'll take it, your word for it. But it doesn't. Anyways, if you have 100 HP and the spell is cast on you, 100 HP or less, you just die. <laughs> there's no death saving there. You're just dead. That's fucked. And there's one called disintegrate, where if you're under a certain if, if the spell does damage and kills you, then you just turn to dust, and you need like. A true resurrection to bring you back or something. Damn. So yeah. They're savage at those levels. Yeah. On the other hand, <clears throat> as your characters get higher and higher level, they have access to, you know, resurrection and reincarnate spells right. where they can bring people back where character death doesn't even matter anymore because you can yeah. just bring people back. And so some people like to put limitations on that and say, okay... We're going to be really hard on the com- spell components for that kind of stuff yeah. to make sure that you guys are... Just don't spam it. Yeah. Like basically, yeah. Yeah. Or some people don't even allow it at all. Just like, no, this just takes out all of the... Yeah. Keep it hardcore mode. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that is just a way to... If you don't want there to be a lot of shaking up in the party if you want the same group of four or five people to go through the adventure yeah that i mean that was kind of like with uh nathan and dave's campaign because they were twin brothers i didn't really want to kill either one of them because it would change the dynamic yeah it's just it wouldn't be the same campaign they had a really good like connection and the whole story was about them and their differences and there was a lot of mirroring and uh, stuff like that. Right. So, so instead of their the character death being the emotional tolls that you throw into a campaign, it was just like more NPC or narrative stuff that we focused on to make it more emotional or mm-hmm. make the consequences high. It wasn't you guys are necessarily going to die. It was like the other people are going to die and you have <clears throat> to save them. Right. And it... If you, like, like a certain character in your story mm-hmm. or something, right, you're going to, like... If you lose them, it's still going to be like, yeah. fuck, that sucks. Like, I like that character. And yeah. So there's still something, like, at stake. Yeah. You know? That campaign went on for... Well, that was maybe March to November. So... So, like, seven, eight months. Yeah, pretty long. But, pretty like, long, how long? Yeah. how long has this one been? We started in... Maybe October. It's like March, April, May, June, 
July. Ten months. So this one's technically been longer than that one, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel like it for some reason. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe we would play more frequently in that one because it was just the three of us. So whenever the three of us had time, we could just, and everyone's schedule was a little bit better. So, you know. It's just an easier time. Came or going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So maybe we were able to just get further into the story, but we also, we started really low level and we went all the way up to 20. And in Mm -hmm. this one, we're only in maybe eight or something. Yeah, So... It's interesting, and I can't really, I don't really know why. Maybe I was just giving up more levels back then, or maybe it was because we just had more sessions that that growth was. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I really haven't been as generous with the levels in this campaign. It, it really feels like when we level up, it's just like. It's just such like a big deal. I know. Now. It's like, holy shit, we're leveling up. Well, if, we, if we've played 10. We've played 10 months, yeah. and you guys are only level 8 or whatever, and yeah. you started at 1. Yeah. Um, that means you guys are not even getting a level every month. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so, um, and there was uh, there was one time where you guys leveled up in back-to-back sessions, which means that since that back-to-back, I think you guys have not... You guys got to the Beastlands at level 6, and yeah. that was... Maybe like the beast was like four or five months. Yeah. And you guys leveled up maybe twice. Yeah. So it's, but I think that I've said this before that levels, you know, five, six, seven, eight, all the way to maybe 11, 12. I think that's the prime of D&D. I think once you get to 13, 14, 15, things get a little bit out of hand. It's a little um, too much going on, like rolls yeah. and checks. People and going through a massive list of spells and yeah. abilities and yeah. stuff like that. There, you know, if you have a group who's really looking into their character sheets and researching and doing, looking outside of sessions, what yeah. they can do and reading through their spells and preparing that Some kind of homework. stuff. Yeah, if you're doing your homework then that character, that high-level character is really rewarding, and that's where you kind of thrive, honestly. Right, right. Um, but the way that we kind of play every once in a, every once in a while and we switch campaigns a little bit, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're kind of... We, we're a little bit casual, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So once we get a little bit up there, the encounters become harder for me to plan. They become harder for you guys because you get put in these situations where you have so many options and the turns take so long and every encounter like every encounter now takes so long you know what i mean yeah there definitely is because everyone's like especially like john's character yeah has three or four or something like five attacks i feel like yeah so it can be long sometimes for sure Mm -hmm. you know especially because he creates a lot too he does crit a lot. So just a lot of dice. No, this is good. John, it's good that he's doing damage, but yeah, it just does we need, take... We definitely need the damage. Yeah. So, anyways, I think, that, you know, the campaign has... Uh, I don't know, it's progressed pretty well. It's progressed mm, slowly. Definitely. But, you know, we're in that sort of prime right now, and I don't want to... I honestly think that... 
we can it's kind of up to you guys but i don't know if we're gonna go to level 20 just because it gets a little bit out of hand yeah maybe See, i've never even played a character that high but it doesn't really like appeal to me yeah so much, what right? i would maybe say is that at the very end you guys can get some super power up where for one or two sessions you can just be level 20 yeah so you guys get that reward that you know you want in your characters i think maybe that's a better way to handle it than excelling up all the way you can just say okay um, we're going to end around level 13 or 14. Yeah. I think 14 is where you get your last big ability, mm-hmm. and then maybe there's some class stuff at 16, but I would say maybe go up to... F- um, really stretch out from like 8 to 12, and yeah. then go 13 <clears throat> quickly, 14 quickly, and then to 20, and then end it there. Um but also some people like to do campaigns for like seven years or something. Yeah, so it just all depends on how you want to time it out. But That's insane doing like yeah. like year-long campaigns. I know. It's cool. Preferably, I would like to, you know, do Frostfell, do Shadowfell, which is where, you know, the big kind of boss right. will be. And then, and then I think end it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe focus on a campaign that isn't mine, you know, right, for a little sure, bit. Sure. Because since this one is the main one right now, yeah, definitely. Uh, we always kind of default to it. Yeah. But I think it would be just a little bit nice to start defaulting to something else for a while. Sure, I can definitely understand that. Yeah. So um, that's maybe why I like to keep campaigns short because then. You know, while we're doing something else, I can maybe... That's the time that I'll start, you know... Um, like, I think I'll probably be more inclined to put, like, overtime into a campaign than anyone else. Like, some, like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like, it's, it's awesome that we're running, like, a module with you and Nathan's mm-hmm. sort of doing this bounty hunter thing where we sort of just go out and whatever every yeah. time... So while we're doing something like that as a main thing, I can do some sort of big prep work for another big <clears throat> campaign. Sure. No, that's like good. Good. That'd be some good downtime to. Like yeah. Exactly. Kind of like start exploring like new creative ideas and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Or like, yeah. Um. So a couple episodes ago, I was trying to come up with a name for this kind of segment, and we've been doing it throughout the episodes. Not really calling it anything but i think i'm gonna go with uh fantasy fixation so what um you've been sort of hooked on lately that you've been drawing maybe ideas on from your character or if you're a dm what you're drawing on for inspiration right like we're on an island right now so a lot of the description i've been doing is from lost i don't know you yeah, probably yeah, picked up yeah, on yeah, that yeah, a little bit but that i think that's just gonna be really fun to put a little bit of a spin on the Beastlands was a little bit of a spin on Narnia, maybe. Yeah, so. yeah, that's kind of what I kind of got. Yeah, so me, that's what I would say right now. I've been talking about Lost for a while, but I'll say that that's what I've been pulling from specifically. Um, I've also been, I've talked about that um, prehistoric, like, uh, human, it's called uh, the Valley of Horses. Okay. The, did, have I explained the premise of it I don't know to if you, you did. Before? I don't think so. Okay, so I've explained it on the podcast before. Uh, but for any new viewers, it's this book that is a series of books that I've been reading for a while, and it takes place sort of prehistoric, basically when our species of human is just sort of coming to be, right. 
and the old uh, like Homo sapiens are sort of coming out. Right. Okay. These, this kind of cavemen uh, between you know primates and humans, yep. um, but still pretty intelligent. Um, they're not really interacting a lot, obviously. But there's this like five year old girl from a human girl who yep. gets separated and picked up and adopted by one of these tribes of like. Wow. Um, cavemen type thing. I'll call them cavemen, but yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And the cavemen are very spiritual, and they pray to these different animal gods and totems and stuff like that. Right. And the author clearly did her research and stuff like that, and it's really great. Um, but the cool thing about it is, is that the spirits will often like leave little hints, or there will be. Mm-hmm like little tokens that get left in weird places that characters come across that signify different things. Um, and so it also, it kind of seems like this, the spirits that they're praying for and to are real, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because you don't know for sure because it's kind of like when people like, you know, find signs of religion and stuff in real life. It's like, you know, you can interpret it in a certain way, and that's what the book is kind of getting you to do. Is like sure. you can interpret this as real, or you can interpret it as a coincidence. But I think the implication in this case is that it's real. So, hmm. um, I think that would maybe be a really interesting way to run a D and D campaign. Maybe next time we do something super low, like we can do high magic but low religion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you can just reach out and talk to your god or know that your god is even real. Right. Maybe you play a paladin who really has to rely on faith, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. That, no, that's a cool idea actually. Yeah. <clears throat> because yeah, because yeah, in our campaign we straight up like see and talk a, to our Yeah, gods there's a lot stuff. of gods and you guys have interacted with different demigods and yeah. stuff like that. You're bouncing between planes and stuff like that. But I think it would be really cool if you did something grounded in one sort of world like ours right. where religion is uh, highly questioned and stuff yeah. like that. So being a cleric is pretty... I The thing is, though, is that you're doing magic still. So yeah. I guess, you know, the, ma- the whole, you're doing holy magic. So I guess that would just be instantly explained. Like, oh, okay, he's doing holy magic is real. So maybe that would be a little bit difficult. Hmm... That's a good question. Kind of throws a wrench in things, but <clears throat> it if, does. If uh, if you guys have any ideas of how you could run sort of a low religion campaign where you have characters who play paladins or clerics, I think that would be. You would have to maybe play a, f- maybe play, like a sorcerer or something that is based in. I don't know. I think it would have to rely pretty heavily on how you role play it and how you figure things out with your DM, but. Mm. Um. Yeah, maybe a maybe a campaign for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could definitely a future endeavor. Right. Um. But is there anything that you've sort of been reading? I know you're pretty into like anime and mangas mm. and stuff like that. So yeah. is there anything that you've been sort of fixated on recently <clears throat> that's really been you know grabbing your attention? Hmm. What I've been. <laughs> But I've been hooked on not reading, watching. I've been watching a fuck ton of Hell's Kitchen. Really? Yeah, like that's what I've been watching. Like I've been really into it. But reading material wise, I've been kind of like slacking on my like manga reading. Yeah. I don't know why. So like I go in like slumped or I'll read a fuck ton and then I'll just stop. Yeah. 
And lately I've been listening to that audio book. So that's kind of been oh, like yeah. something I've been really into. Are you almost, you must be getting your pretty. <clears throat> yeah. I had like, since we stopped working, like yeah. at our old job, we could listen to our earbuds. Yeah. I, I was getting a lot of hours in then, but not so much anymore, but I have like three hours left. Oh, or really? Like that. Yeah. So I'm pretty close. That's been King Arthur. And so, that's like, yeah, King Arthur yeah. And, and yeah, like Lancelot. Yeah. And yeah. All yeah. Those guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I took a class that was based on Arthurian literature, and that was really cool to read all, like, the French Arthurian literature mm-hmm. and, um, like, all different kinds of interpretations of that stuff. And I've definitely pulled a lot of names from that and, and maybe maybe a couple, like, little side quests or descriptions <clears throat> and stuff like that. Um, and I know that I've pulled, like, full paragraphs from like, books and like Frankenstein, I've pulled full quotations and Damn. stuff like that. Um, just like I'm not trying to t- not take credit for that, but yeah. it's just like this is a it's a really good mood set or something like that. Um, so I think that you know you can use the stuff that you're reading, even if it is like oh yeah, even Hell's Kitchen you could probably use if you, you could definitely to, implement it somehow. Yeah, yeah, if you wanted to be you know like a chef who was really aggressive, you could sort of channel that kick. He definitely plays a character on the show. Yeah, right? definitely. Right. So you know, even if you wanted to channel that at all, it, it it's not fantasy, but it is a little bit of fiction. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, definitely. It's still like a character um, development. Yeah, I think we talked about before that the line between like what is fantasy is real. Like when you really break it down, it can be pretty thin. Like, yeah. Right? Um, right before we started, I was I was thinking about Pokemon Unite, and I was like, is Pokemon fantasy? And I was like. Yeah, like... Yeah, I'd say so. You know what I mean? Like, you can almost apply it to any sort of video game or, like, like Mega Man or um, Mario or anything. Like, it's all fan... Like, Sonic fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I think Um, when everyone thinks... Or, like, sci-fi a little bit, but fantasy a lot. Sure. I think, like, when everyone thinks of, like, fantasy, they think of, like, Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. or, like... Like, like Harry Potter or something right. like that, right? Whereas, like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, like, set in right. those premises. Yeah, it's like, just more of, like, a low, ma- like, low fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, all that stuff is perfectly, like, valid to pull from. Oh, for sure. Um, let me check the notes here. See, so, yeah, that was Fantasy Fixation. Hopefully the name will stay. I like it. What do you think? Fantasy Fixation? Yeah. FF? Yeah. If you, FF. If I'm, you play League of Legends, I mean surrender. So, does it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, really looking forward to Pokemon Unite. People are thinking it's gonna come out on Monday. This Monday. Eh? Yeah, the twelfth. I I didn't get to play like the demo or whatever you guys had going. Oh, it was super fun. Yeah. Who were you main in? Who was like your go-to? Me and Nathan were playing for a while. Absol was super fun to okay. play with. Um. Cramorant, the it's like Bluebird, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty, actually pretty good. Charizard was a lot of fun. Garchomp was pretty sick. How many, how many Pokemon like would you say were in it? Do you, like, do you know? There's like at least twenty. I feel like that's pretty good. Eighteen or twenty, and then they're definitely gonna be adding more. But yeah, yeah we started playing at ten o'clock or something, and then we went out for lunch for what an hour or whatever. But that's all we did for. Yeah, like a seven-hour span, basically. Yeah, like we, like once we picked it up, it. once we picked it up, we were hooked. It was really oh. fun. It was really simple. <clears throat> the controls were really basic. Okay. 
Um, it was a good game to pass back and forth because games are only 10 minutes. That's what I was going to ask. I didn't know if, like, does Nate have a Switch? I feel like he, he has a yeah, Switch, His right? brother and him both kind of, like, traded off. But I oh, think he God. has the right, it right now. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I didn't know if he, like, brought his up and you guys were, like, both playing, like, on different We were just passing it back cool, and forth. Cool. But, yeah. And, like, Andrew has a Switch, obviously. And, mm-hmm. you know, eventually, like, Joe Bish will be back. So... He'll definitely get into that, I bet. I definitely, and get it's like one. the boys from home, like Brian and my friend Hunter, um, and I don't know who else has a switch, but like, I de- it's definitely gonna be a game where like, there's always gonna be a bunch of people on it now. Like, I feel like it's gonna be act- like the new thing because it's also coming to mobile too, and I don't know if it's cross-platform right, in that right. way, but there's a very good <clears throat> chance. That, that's interesting too, because I feel like. Switch didn't really have that game where it was like, all right, all of us are going to get online and play together. Yeah. You know, you do that with, like, PS4 and Xbox and stuff, but, like, that could be a game where it's like, yo, let's all play Unite, so everyone jumps on their Switches. Yeah, and, and, like, Smash is a little bit like that, but that's a really expensive game. This is free, so everyone can just have it. Yeah. And it's also just a real, like, because the game is so simplistic, uh, it there's, the lag doesn't, isn't as much of a factor, really. Right, right. You know, it's not like Smash where even a little bit of lag is frustrating. Yeah. yeah. I honestly find that, you know, there was no lag at all at any point, which, I don't know. I feel like it didn't really rely on other people's Wi-Fi, which which Smash does because it's just about timing. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah, that was another good thing. It we were playing a beta downloaded from like. Japan. Yeah, yeah. And it was and it worked perfectly fine, so that was another really good aspect of it. So um, I'm surprised you guys even like got into it. Like did you guys have to like watch like a video? Like did you guys just keep clicking? We kept fucking we just we I don't know, you can kinda tell you've seen enough video game menus to kind of be able to navigate like you see different icons on the screen and you kinda get like Yeah. 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 You just kinda like keep spamming A. How long do you think it took? To get, I well, I was asleep and Nathan was just chilling and he grabbed my switch and made the account. Okay. Um, he made the Japanese account and then downloaded it and got through all the tutorials and menus and stuff and was playing it while I was still asleep. Okay. So and then like w- and then I woke up and then I woke up and he already knew how to play so we threw it on the TV and then he showed me and. Damn. So yeah, he kind of carried. <laughs> wow! Shout out Nathan. Yeah, shout out Wenzel. <clears throat> uh. On Pokemon too, I'm I'm really interested for Pokemon Arceus or whatever. Yeah, and uh, Shining Diamond. Yeah, that, true. Yeah, that one's coming out kind of like within the next couple months, like maybe next. Yeah, that's months, pretty exciting. Maybe November. I don't know. Maybe not. I might have to after you beat it, get myself a save going. If you're getting that. Yeah, game. definitely. Yeah. That's the cool. That's the other good thing about a Switch is that you can easily just make another profile and so new save loads up. So yeah. Clutch. That was that always triggered me like with DS. And stuff. Plus, I'm game gonna board. have to get uh, Breath of the Wild back from Joe. Yeah, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I gotta play that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I still gotta play it, man. Like I still have so. I was like twenty eight percent done it, in terms of getting all the Korok seeds and the. You fucking, gamed it pretty hard, too. I, I was gaming it really hard. I had, oh, God, I think by the end, almost 100 hours in it. Jeez. Which is, like, and it was what? also in, like, it wasn't in, in that much time, too. It was, like, two months. You were gaming it. I was big gaming it, dude. There would be just weekends where I would, that's all I would do, like, sunrise, sunset. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad. It's like but it, the Skyrim grind. It was a little bit like the Skyrim grind, but... 
Yeah, for a, I think I I based um, one of my like Gerber. I based like I really wanted a spear and a shield because I like running around with Link and having like the really long spear, like yeah, going yeah. like a huge spear, like way bigger than him, and like a shield and sort of like stabbing. That that's what I was super because I like I like the Zelda games yeah a lot but this one was so like RPG like and stuff like there's oh, a lot yeah. of customization there's so is, much customization like you could it's kind of like um oh Skyrim where you can kind of customize a little bit what you want to you know focus on you can carry mostly like two handed stuff or you can carry mostly like you can pick up good shields right. and like and do a sword and a shield or you can do like get good bows and stuff and bomb arrows and or you can I don't know. Uh, you know actually uh, now that we're talking about RPGs and customizing characters, um, you kind of got to get back on The Witcher Three oh. because they have this cool mechanic where say if you find like armor that has really good stats, but you uh, want to wear a set of armor that's cool looking, you can like transfer those yeah. stats to that look or whatever. So you can always be rocking like the best armor and the best looking armor. Yeah. It's a good mechanic. I know. I I mean, I played it for a while. I don't know. It, it didn't quite grab me like Skyrim did. Right. Uh, the horse, I've said, the horse, horse riding great. really bothered me. Horse riding. Especially after, it, I, was, I was hot off Red Dead Redemption 2. Right. Which yeah, is that's really good. That's, yeah. That, I think that's really good. You could do like, pull, like, I don't know the words, but like. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could do some pretty cool stuff. And I also would, like, I don't know, the first thing I'd do once I get a horse is just get it to max thing. I would just, like, I don't know. I also kept the first horse that I got for... Really? For so, like, way longer, because I just liked him. And, he was like, the boys. Yeah, he was just the boys. Like, David Ian was like, dude, you've got to get rid of that horse. And I was like, no, he's the man. Uh, and then David, I think I just kept mine at a stable. I was just like, stay yeah. here, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. I just got attached to him. <laughs> Did you have a name? You must have named him. Right? I think his name was Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, the, what's the origin behind that? Um, I honestly don't know. Uh, yeah. That makes it special, I guess. Yeah, just a good name. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Witcher, uh, I also wasn't... The character seems a little bit too serious like even when he's kind of joking around it seems like when he makes a joke it seems weird like i don't see the witcher like being cheeky right you know i don't know i just don't love he's still human (laughs) i just don't love Geralt as a character to be if i feel like that's a really hot take but yeah i'm if i'm gonna be honest i feel like he just doesn't he doesn't vibe with me you know sure sure and that can be like some things like uh i you, yeah, this might be also be a hot take to okay. some people. You call it like Uncharted Dust earlier or whatever. You do you love Uncharted? No, I don't love Uncharted, oh. but I just never played them growing up. But like I know they're like so like highly like acclaimed. Yeah, and stuff, well, you know? I really like Tomb Raider, but I didn't yeah. like like I Tomb Raider was free, the most recent one, and I binged the fuck out of it. But Croft. Um. I think I made the mistake when I was playing Uncharted is making the fighting too difficult because I wasn't really in it for the guns and like yeah, having yeah. to shoot a whole bunch of people. I'm in it for like jumping off and like hanging off a cliff and, and doing sp- cool badass shit. 
and like, mm-hmm. or like hanging off a gutter and sure. sliding down and breaking into a building and stuff yeah. like that. No, definitely. Or like going in for a stealth kill. Like, I love games where you're supposed to, like. Do you ever play Splinter Cell? I never played Splinter Cell. Oh, I played it when I was really young, but it was re- it was sick. You would like, um, you would like stab someone and like hold them up to like the eye scanner and then get them yeah, to the yeah yeah that's like, pretty cool um <clears throat> yeah I think a good example of that is like Dishonored I don't know if you ever uh, played those yeah, games but you like play just like you're just like an assassin and you can like clear uh, like levels like however you want basically like there's like a bunch of like little easter egg yeah. shit you can do and stuff it's like really cool like that I feel like I would be super into Assassin's Creed like I've never played, really? I've never played Assassin's Creed but oh, okay. I've, I like they that. always have like Odyssey or something on sale for 16 or like 20 they're bucks they're so or cheap like that. I bought like two last summer just yeah. to play them basically right I feel like you know they only made them like four years ago or whatever so they're definitely still decent the newer ones are apparently pretty solid and the combat's different though Nate had the uh, Norwegian or whatever the, the right, Viking right. one Valhalla no, yeah Valhalla it maybe? is Valhalla yeah. yeah I never played that one I watched him play it for a bit it did seem pretty cool but also a lot of it was just really unrealistic like your fall damage is oh, stupid yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, of course the f- you could just climb up straight walls yeah like, yeah it definitely is like such a stretch, but it's just like cool. You're jumping play, you like know? your jump distance is just insane. Yeah, it's bonkers. So I don't know. Not to you know, a lot of the video games we play aren't realistic. No, anyways, of course. So you know, but I don't know. Um, yeah, let me see if there's anything else on the on the notes here. Other than that, we've been going for about fifty three minutes here, which is pretty solid. Um, no I think that's about it um, it's about 4.30 here kind of maybe drizzling outside but kind of crazy we would just be getting off work yeah I know um, scary thought <laughs> but we would have made another you know yeah. decent chunk yeah that hurts a little bit but oh well we uh, we put in a good week and now it's the weekend uh, we're gonna maybe have a couple more drinks. Brett's headed off to the liquor store soon. Yep. Uh, no hockey on tonight. No basketball on tonight. Unfortunately. Pretty rough night for sports. But you know what? Maybe instead of editing this podcast, I'm gonna watch some Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. I feel like we haven't. Wa- I mean, you still been watching, but I don't think I've been up here for a Lost episode yeah, in a little while. After you get some drinks, honestly, you yeah. just come up and we'll watch some Lost. Fuck yeah. That way, uh, Tyler can't really chill around here either, sure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, big <laughs> dog. Better hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the day, buddy. That'll be the day he listens to minute 54 <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, literally, though. That guy can't read a book. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, it's been a great episode 35. Uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me, Theo. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's always good to get on and shoot the shit with everyone. Yeah, uh, the support has been great, and uh, we'll 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 see we'll see you when you we'll see you when we see you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.